One thing that almost all of us as cyclists can relate to is the desire to get faster. And this applies whether you are a road cyclist, a cross-country mountain biker, downhill mountain biker, track rider, whatever the case may be. Most of us have that desire to improve our speed. And the really ironic part of it is that to try and go faster, most of us just ride faster and don't put a lot of thought into it. And just pushing yourself harder doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get faster. It might mean that you get slower. And that's a problem I hear from a lot of you. So in this episode, I'm going to give you seven tips on how to improve your speed and how to get faster as a cyclist. Number one is to ride with faster riders. This concept, my son, who's 10 years old, is a master of. He is on a ski team and he gets so excited that he's being put with kids who are better and faster than him because his coach told him the best way to get better is to chase faster riders. And that's true in skiing and it's also true on the bike. And unfortunately, many women I hear from choose not to ride with faster riders because they don't want to embarrass themselves. They don't want to hold anybody back. And A, you might not even be slower than those faster riders that you think are so much faster than you. I've One thing with women is we constantly underestimate yourself. So the only way to know if you can keep up is to show up. And then secondly, if they truly are faster, a couple things are going to happen. One, you're going to go way outside of your comfort zone and you're going to push yourself to keep up. Or the second thing that everybody's so scared of and you shouldn't be scared of is you're going to get dropped. And that's okay. It's okay to go on a drop ride. Most of us only go on no drop rides, but it's okay to go on a drop ride and get dropped. In fact, it's a great thing. The only thing you need to be aware of is you need to know how to get back home, have some kind of navigation device. You need to have the supplies on your bike to fix a flat or whatever other mechanicals could happen to you, or have some kind of backup pickup ride. Have a partner or a friend who can come rescue you if need be, right? But one of the best things you can do is go on these drop rides. And maybe the first time you go on a drop ride, you get dropped in the first five minutes. The second time you go, you get dropped in the first five minutes again. But eventually, you're going to hang on a little bit longer. You're going to get dropped after 10 minutes. You're going to get dropped after 20 minutes. You're going to make it through the whole freaking ride. You're going to finally advance to that level that you want to be at also. Or maybe it won't ever happen, but I guarantee you will get faster by doing this. Now, the one caveat to going with faster riders is you can't do it every ride. You can't be doing this multiple days a week. I would say do this once a week or twice a week for your really hard rides. And the rest of the time you should be resting and recovering and doing easier rides, which we'll talk about in a moment. The other thing that doesn't work well about this tactic is if you already have really negative self-talk in your mind. So if you are going to go on this ride with fast riders and then tell yourself you're a loser the whole time because you're not as fast, then it's probably not a good choice to go. But I would highly urge you to work on your mental self-talk, right? I'm not a loser just because I can't keep up with these riders. I just don't have the same fitness level as them. I am newer to riding. I have had a baby 
recently and been off my bike. Whatever that reason is that you're slower, you're not a loser. You're just in your own situation right now and you're working on getting faster and that makes you awesome. Doesn't make you a loser. The second thing I'd recommend if you're really serious about getting faster is hiring a coach. So many women think that you need to be an elite athlete to hire a coach and that's just not the case. You can be you can be brand new to cycling and hire a coach. You can be training for your first century ride and hire a coach. You can be training for your first cross country mountain bike ride and hire a coach. Or you can just go to a coach and say, I'm brand new to cycling and I'd like to get faster. And that's your goal. I want to get faster and they will work. They will come up with a training plan for you. They will help provide accountability to you. So you're working towards that goal of getting faster. And don't think that because you're new, you have to do some kind of get to some kind of level to be worthy of working with a coach. A good coach should be willing to work with anybody who wants to work with them. If you can't afford to hire a coach, another option is to buy a pre-made training plan. You can do this by going to trainingpeaks.com and there coaches have put together pre-made training plans that you can buy. You can search for these depending upon what your goal is. So if your goal is to do a century ride, you can find a century training plan. Same thing goes is true if you're trying to train for a cross-country mountain bike race or maybe you're just looking for a plan to keep you fit during the winter. All of these are options and you can find multiple training plans and pick which one you want and by price level at trainingpeaks.com. Now the one issue with this is that these plans aren't customizable. So say your sister's getting married next week and you're gonna miss that week of training, you have to figure out how to deal with that on your own. You don't have a coach to figure it out for you. You also don't have the accountability of having a coach checking in with you on a daily basis or a weekly basis. So you need to try to find some kind of accountability partner. It would be amazing if this was a girlfriend who wants to train for the same thing with you. You do the same training plan together. That's probably the best way to do it. But you could also find somebody in like a cycling group that you're in online, have that be your accountability partner, or you could ask your life partner to be your accountability partner. Let them know, hey, tomorrow I've got to get up at 5 a.m. to do my training and have them help support you in your goal. Buying a pre-made training plan is a very cost-effective way to push yourself forward in your goals and out the expense of hiring a coach to hold your hand. My next tip has to do with one of the biggest mistakes I see cyclists making, and that is going too hard on your easy days and too easy on your hard days. So without a training plan or without a coach or without mental purpose for your rides, most of us will just go out and go pretty hard. But the problem with that is if you're going out and going out pretty hard all the time, you're tired. You're never going as hard as you need to be going to get faster and you're never recovering. So my recommendation would be on the hard days of your week, you're going a lot harder than you're accustomed to. And those might be good days to go on a group ride with a group that's fast. Or you go out and you have pre-planned intervals that you wanna do that push you really, really hard on those days. But then you only wanna be doing that maybe three times a week, maximum. The other days should be easy zone one and zone two days, or they should be complete 
recovery days where you're off the bike. So even if you're not doing a training plan, start thinking about that. Is this a hard day? Am I going really hard? Or is this a day maybe where I'm gonna go easy and I'm not gonna chase every rider that passes me. I'm just gonna take it nice and slow and stay in zone two. And if you do those things, you will find yourself getting faster. The next thing is to add strength training into your routine. This is something that lots of women struggle with, myself included. I took a very long time to get converted to the idea of taking some of my training time away from being on the bicycle and instead getting into the gym. And when I say gym, you don't necessarily have to go to a 24 hour fitness or like a physical place. I go to my garage where I've got my resistance bands and my hand weights and a box and all that kind of stuff. But you need to be adding some kind of strength training into your routine. The reason being is it's gonna make you stronger. Even though you might not think that that strength converts to the bike, it does. I've gotten significantly faster by spending less time on the bike and more time in the gym. The other thing that it does for you is that it helps deal with some of the muscle imbalances we have as cyclists. We're doing the same thing all the time. We're not always really well-rounded. And the result of that is we get injured. So for instance, a lot of women suffer from knee pain because they're not spending the time strengthening the muscles that support proper alignment and support the knees. What happens when you're injured? You're off the bike. So clearly if you are stronger as a result of strength training, but also less injury prone as a result of strength training, you're gonna get faster because you're gonna be able to spend more time on the bike and not spend time off the bike with an injury. The next thing that is so difficult for us as non-elite athletes is proper recovery. Professional athletes get off the bike and then the rest of the day they are prioritizing their recovery. For the rest of us, we get off the bike and we go to work. We go to pick up the kids from school. We clean the house. We make dinner. We do a million other things. And so recovery is more challenging, but it also becomes more necessary. So there are lots of ways we can do this. I have a whole podcast episode on recovery, but there are two that I'm gonna give you in this episode that are the most critical. One is just getting enough sleep. You need to be getting at least, at least eight hours a night of sleep. And if you're in a hard training cycle, you might be needing to get nine or 10 hours of sleep a night to recover properly. So sleep quality, getting enough sleep, super important for everybody. The next one is eating within 30 minutes of finishing a hard ride. So many women are, I wanna lose weight. I'm worried about my body. And so you go out and do this hard ride and then come home and don't eat. And that is just so, so damaging for your recovery. You need to come home and eat um, something with protein, with carbs within 30 minutes for your body to recover properly after your workout. And if you're not recovering, then when you go out to do your next interval or your next hard day, you're not gonna be able to push as hard. And what's gonna happen? You're never gonna end up going faster. We can go so much faster if we allow our bodies to recover properly. And then the final thing is nailing your nutrition and your hydration. And this goes somewhat in hand in hand with my last point. If you can nail your nutrition, both off the bike and on the bike, 
You're going to be able to train harder. Your body is going to be happier. It's going to go faster. Same thing with hydration. You need to be prehydrated and hydrating well on the bike in order to do those really hard training days. So those really hard training days and then recovering from those hard training days before you go back out again to build upon each other and help you get faster as a rider. Again, we just see way too many women who think that they can get by on a hard training regimen eating 1,200 calories a day. And you cannot. You have to fuel your body to go fast. Fed is fast. So if you're not nailing your nutrition, if you're not eating enough, that might be your first step before you go get a coach, before you go get a training plan, because your body isn't going to be able to handle with any of that stress if you're not fueling and hydrating and treating your body kindly on and off the bike. Pick all of those seven items or just one or two that speaks to you. And I guarantee you, if you do those consistently, you will eventually get faster. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please go subscribe and share this with a friend who you think might benefit from it. The more we can help support other women and to help educate each other and support each other and let each other know we're not alone, the better off we all are. Until next time, happy riding.